it's time for um hello a jersey shore recap podcast um hello um hello we are back my name is angel oh but you can call me cookie <laughs> and i'm gwow together we are cooking gwow this is season three episode 12 of jersey shore original seasons and it's called a house divided and that Roughly it is so we do come back to the episode and they're still in the right. ron and sam fight it's a quick wrap-up it doesn't really go anywhere and i don't really know where they're left afterwards like it was just like a lot of nonsense to be honest and it was unnecessary and i blame mike yeah exactly but the i guess the one interesting thing about it is that when we left off in the last episode sam was still kind of standing by like i didn't text him i didn't hang out with him and now at the beginning of this episode she's sort of saying okay well i did text him but it's not necessarily like how it seems it's innocent and i'm i apologize for the confusion or whatever but i was like you don't need to apologize you can text whoever you want when you're broken up right and it's like my whole thing, if I was her, would have been like, anything I did was because you drove me to point the point of not wanting to be with you. Yeah. You want me to be with you? Treat me better. Yeah, exactly. So I, I, I wish I wished she didn't kind of cave in the end, but I, I guess I understand. Yeah. The only other funny part of this night is when Dina and Nicole are like rolling around like the drunk little meatballs that they are <laughs> and trying to fit in a box. That, of course, is so funny and cute. I love them together when they're like this. Very. They're like the epitome of the, the, they say on TikTok all the time, silly, goofy mood. They're like the yeah. epitome of silly, goofy mood. And I love it. It's just having a good time. We're just trying to have a blast, you know. They do that a lot when there's drama happening, particularly Sam and Ron drama. Dina and Snooki are off just literally being goofballs and having fun. And that's why I love Dina being in the house because yeah. like without her, I don't, I don't know. There's, there's like a lightness that they bring when they're together i love them i think it gives nicole a place to escape to too right. so she doesn't have to just sit and watch the drama they like look at each other and are like bye and like go do their own thing yeah I and really i think agree. dina when i think dina specifically i i feel has like the a, the skill of compartmentalizing and like yeah. not letting others bring her down because sometimes when people are fighting around you it brings down your mood too but she doesn't let that happen which i appreciate love her for sure now the next day they go to the t-shirt shop um, and the, so the t-shirt shop shift is actually Dina. So it's Dina, Nicole, and Sammy who go, and it's Dina's last shift. So we're, I mean, hey, it's it's episode twelve. We're nearing the end, um, but it's her last. It's the last time we're going to see her work at the t-shirt shop. So she's like over it, and Danny's jokingly awarding her worst employee of the season, which I don't think is true, especially later in this episode. Even she's not the worst employee. No, and we don't see a lot of her working, which probably means she actually works when she's there. That's why we don't right. see her shifts ever. Because, like, I don't think, I can't remember another shift of hers. You know what's Th funny, too, is I don't feel like Dina's been getting tons of airtime the last couple episodes. But I think it's because she's not the drama. Right. And that's a lot of, like, what gets airtime. But I still really like her. Like, I don't want more drama. So I'm glad that, like, you know, she's not there and Angelina is or something. Um, I'm glad that it's not that way. I'm glad that it's just she's just there to like bring the good vibes and be there for the funny moments because that's exactly yeah. where I'd want to be if I was in the house. So I have to ask you, yep. I feel everybody tends to pick on Dina. 
She's a target for like little jabs a lot. And I wonder what that is. Why is it that people like like that roommates do it and now Danny's doing it at the shore store? I wonder what it is about Dina that people like to pick on her. I don't know. I think it's like she's gullible, very nice. Mm. I don't feel like I don't look at her and want to pick on her. So I don't fully like get it. But maybe it's just like an easy target kind of mentality. Maybe. Like it usually seems like it comes from a place of love, but it often goes too far. Not in this case. Danny, Danny's fine. It was this was actually a fun moment. I just Well, this next part. I know before you had already said, okay, I see what you're saying about Vinny's mixed signals. Mm. But at this point, you've really got to see what I'm saying because he fully takes her on like a pseudo date just to talk about other girls and then put his arm around her while they walk home. Like this, if I was Nicole, I would be so confused by this shit and it would drive me crazy. Nicole, I'm confused by this shit and I'm watching (laughs) it on TV. No, yeah. He brings her on this. It, it very much was set up like a date. The two of them went to lunch together alone. Yeah. Which never really, there's, there's, there's other than the, than like uh, the meatballs, other than Dina and Nicole, there's not a lot of like just two people going off together. They're usually in groups. So this very much had a date energy. And yeah, he was talking about other girls talking about, Oh, this, this girl I met earlier this summer. I'm really feeling her. I might hit her up again. And Nicole's just sitting there like, what the fuck? Why did you bring me here to talk about this? Then after saying this, he says in the confessional to us, he's like, I don't know, maybe not now, but I could see myself maybe doing something with Nicole down the road. What the fuck? What? I hate it. It's like gross. And I feel like he used to be a nicer guy than this, to be honest. Like, I don't know if the fame or the influence of being a Guido or what, but I'm like, ew, Vinny, gross. Who do you think you fucking are? It's the fame monster. Lady Gaga's best album. The fame monster. It's real. (laughs) It really changes people um oh my gosh speaking of changing people i have a question for you okay do you have your ears pierced i do you can see the hole oh no you can't but yeah i do i don't wear earrings anymore but i do so do you feel like you were changed when you got your ears pierced like did you feel like a different person do you feel like you became a man like can you talk me through getting your ears pierced and how old were you i was 13 because i was probably in seventh grade um and yes i did feel like a different person but also i was a child <laughs> i was a kid well, so is but now the culture was different see vinnie was talking about like oh, or polly was talking about like oh you gotta get your ears pierced to be a man the culture was very different where i grew up and you know it's probably around the same time actually around like no, 20- no no it's not just where you grew up this the culture was different inside and outside of guido culture Let's oh it was a guido thing that Yes, because because what you're about to say is true for where I grew up as well. Okay, well, I do want to hear your perspective because where I grew up, men having their ears pierced is like it was a sign of being effeminate. And it was one of those things where very masculine men could get away with it, sort of like masculine guys could like paint their nails black and people think it's like hot. Mm. But if you're even close to feminine or androgynous or just not butch and you do something like paint your nails or get your ears pierced, it's considered effeminate. And right. at the time, this was when I had just like accepted in myself that I was a gay person. And okay. I had this, when I first realized I was gay, a lot of gay men, particularly, but gays in general, have to talk about how like, oh, I was horrified. I was so scared when I figured it out. I, I thought it was like a death sentence. I didn't have that reaction. And maybe it was just a time and a place like where I grew up. But my response was like, I felt empowered. I was like, I always felt different, but I didn't know why. And now I know why. So Good fuck answers, all of you. Yeah. 
fuck all of you. And one of the first things I did was get my ears pierced because I was like, I'm not afraid of people thinking I'm gay anymore because I fucking am. I am. So I got my ears pierced and I felt very Word. like, fuck you. So yes, but I don't know why why Vinny was all worked up because it was a different Well, situation. I feel like a lot of the conversation around piercing ears when I grew up was like one ear pierced, like once mm. you would do one and one was the gay one ear, like right. one ear was gay one and the other one was, was so okay. Stupid. Yeah, and even like some of my cousins had one of their ears pierced, but it was always like the one. And so when they mm, right. went in with two ears and there was no conversation about that, I was kind of surprised. Maybe they cut mm. some of it, to be honest, to just like rid them of the homophobic <laughs> uh, tendencies, but on camera. But I um, I feel like that was a lot of the conversation was like, oh, you don't want to pierce the gay one. And we're having this conversation <laughs> because the boys go to a T-shirt shift and convince Danny, Danny, the T-shirt guy to pierce Vinny's ears with just a little gun. And, you know, his best recommendation of where it should go in his ear, just like, oh, this looks good. Pick. Like, it is so cavalier. <laughs> well, I will say for Danny, this is probably his first moment that isn't him antagonizing the cast or calling them bad workers. I don't think we've ever had a moment like this with him where he's just like part of the group. That makes me think that some of the antagonization is for cameras and even yeah. why people don't take him seriously because they're like, Danny was one of us and we don't care what he has to say. I think so because this, in three seasons, I don't think we've ever had a moment where he's not yelling at them to get to work. This is really the That's first time. usually his role is like strict yeah. boss. So I thought it was kind of, it was kind of cool to see him that way. I liked, I liked seeing him as one of the guys, but I, I also agreed and I was like, that store is so dirty. And like, do you have to have a license to pierce ears? Do they have a license? And like, do they pierce ears as a service why did he have a gun uh he might have just gone to his friend next door who had the ear piercing and like can i borrow like who knows like they definitely i I don't think that that was a regular thing that happened there so i don't know and Vinny does start immediately acting different like walking around the store like he's the man and i'm like dude i think it really affected him because he's different this whole episode not just right after we'll talk about it more later but he's he's affected so i think these this it's like changed his whole vibe. It's like a whole energy. Oh my God, the piercings really changed him. <laughs> well, should we take a break and talk about more later? Yes. Okay. Can't get enough of um hello? Never. <laughs> well, check us out on social media. We're on Instagram and TikTok at um hello pod. And if you are listening to us, but you'd rather be watching, you can go to patreon.com slash um hello. There's also going to be tons of bonus content, including bonus episodes and behind the scenes, like how I got my Snooky Pove. And last but not least, if you're a brand or you just want to give us money, send us an email, a professional email at umhellopod at gmail.com. All right, let's get back to the show already. Okay. Um, hello. Um, hello. Um, hello to you. We are back. We're back. We're going out. This time it's to Aztec. Uh, really quickly, though, the only people who aren't going to Aztec are Ronnie and Sam. I don't want to continue to just talk about them forever and ever. So they have a little, like, wine night and they stay home. And you it's supposed to be cute but i'm just like y'all are so toxic that i'm like i'm not buying it it's only notable because they have sex in the smush room they did didn't they i didn't really notice that why did they do the smush room they were alone they could have done it anywhere probably because ronnie's room smells like cheese from mike's bed you're right and i bet they i bet they 
barely cleaned it up. They might have like scraped the cheese off and called it a day. You're right. It probably still reeks. That whole house probably fucking reeks. Ew, can you imagine? And you're uh, like as rich as they are right now having to live in that house. That's what's so funny. Have I mentioned this already? There was when they, they were at the peak of their popularity, they uh were on the VMAs. They did like a little bit on the VMAs. Uh and Chelsea Handler was the host that year. And the bit was she, the camera like it cut back to her in a hot tub with them and she gets out of the hot tub and she's pregnant. Have you seen that? <laughs> I think I do remember that. Yeah. That was hilarious. That was That's a so funny. that was quite the year. That was an era. Um, oh my gosh. Um, I will say just to quickly address the Ron and Sam. Sam was continuing to sort of like kind of apologize, even though I don't think she needed to really, but right. she was sort of I, I maybe not even apologizing as much as just trying to squash it and just trying yeah. to like gauge where he was at. And he was giving her nothing. He was giving her totally nooch. He was just sitting there eating his food and like she'd be like, Oh, you know, like I'm sorry. How do you feel? And he was like, "Can you pass the mustard?" Because they're uh... so I don't. I didn't. I didn't know what to make of that. I don't have an opinion of that. I just wanted to point it out. I don't get it either. I don't get it. But on a funnier note, I think I mentioned earlier this episode that poor Dina gets picked on a lot. But once again, they're picking on Dina because she's wearing all denim. And they're like, Polly's like, I'm pretty sure denim's out, but I disagree. And I mean, I I get their joke, like. Uh, what does Mario Kart sound like or Mario Brothers sounds like? Which that's funny, but I don't mind the outfit. I think she looks great. I love an all denim outfit and I may be biased because it always harkens back to Britney for me. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Very so I'm Justin. Yeah. Well, ugh, not Justin, but Britney. Right. But yeah. I erase that. I always I erase that part. Of it. But yeah, it always harkens back to Britney. So I love denim on denim and it's sort of timeless. And also Holly D of all people. He's got an iconic look. However, he is not the one to uh, to talk about fashion or style. Right, trends at, at, at yeah. that. Like, chill out, Absolutely. man. The person who still has a blog to this day talking about out-of-date right. fashion. I don't know about that. Yeah, homie, you haven't <laughs> changed your hair in over 15 years. So Although I wouldn't either. Relax like, on Dina's outfit. Although saying that I wouldn't either because it's so iconic. But still. <laughs> although Snooki so got when... rid of her puff and she was fine or poof. That's true. Anyways. So they go to Aztec, and the first thing that happens that's notable is that Vinny runs into Danielle the stalker. And if you remember <laughs> the last time we saw her, she did like kind of weirdly make amends with Polly and like get her way back to the house, which was funny. But I think that she wants that to happen again. And this whole thing is a very weird approach. And I think she needs to like move on a little. Yeah, and I'm wondering what her intention is. Like, does she really have strong feelings for Polly, or is it like a I want to be on camera thing, or maybe a little bit of both? Because she does keep popping up where she's not welcome. And I think Polly, yeah. when she in, when he invited her in last time, I think that was his way of saying, "Let's make amends and then we're done." Closure. She, she it was closure, but she didn't quite get that, and she did handle it weird. Her first thing she says to Polly is like, "I'm gonna punch you in the face. We're gonna fight." Like that's probably not the best way to handle that. I don't really get it. And like Polly even says, there's a lot of clubs in Seaside, and there's only a couple that we go to. So you don't need to be running into me this much. And I like think it's like that's pick me behavior for sure. She stalked my whole life on the boardwalk. She did. This is her whole life on the boardwalk. (laughs) I'll never forget that. Well, aside from her, the boys are less than impressed so to speak, as to what Aztec has to offer them 
tonight. Grenades is um, a thing of the past. We've moved on to atomic bombs and Jesus. worse. So and they are not happy with the old, large women that are in the club. And so a little <laughs> fat shamey, a little old shamey, but... To be fair, the girls are kind of playing into it. Like the one woman's yeah. like, I know I'm a, I'm a grenade, but like whatever. And it's kind of funny, but the, the, I, the guys are less than impressed. I actually thought that woman was hilarious because she said, I know I'm a great or I know I'm a grenade, but you guys are still hot. So I'd hit like <laughs> good for you. OK, this girl power woman, woman. Yeah, this one woman, though, was kind of doing that where she like was self-aware, but just having a good time. And Polly had like a visceral reaction. And I was like, you don't have to do all of that. You're yeah, doing chill. too much. He like literally jumped up on a table and like ran away from her. I was like, you're actually doing too much. Like this person clearly has a sense of humor about herself. It was okay with a little bit of joking. And I think you took it a little far. You don't have to play yeah. in her face like that, but whatever. <laughs> At least she yeah, laughed it off. It's, it's a little much. And even like, it's just, it's a little icky. Cause even when yeah. they find girls, this is where I feel like Vinny starts really acting douchey with his new earrings. Cause it's, yeah. it, it's not just even when they get to the house, which he does act like a douche, but it even starts at the club where he thinks he's too good for all these girls. And I'm like, okay, homie, relax. Well, and he really is doing too much. Cause he's, he's talking about grenades when these are like, I mean, these are women that they would talk to on a normal basis. Like there's nothing specifically, you know what I mean? Like, yeah he's just doing too much he really he's just he, he got his earrings and he he just he doesn't know how to act and he's doing too much when they're back at the house he's showing off that's what he's doing he's showing yeah. off it's not cute it's cringy and this is another theme this season of relatives coming over to pick up their their female relatives from the house and There's so a lot of that a brother the show. comes over like yeah i was when that happened i was literally like is this a thing now where people come over to pick up their like girl relatives and so a brother comes over and it gets it does get awkward real quick because he's like i want to know if you're sleeping here or not and it's like we just met these people like <laughs> i'd be annoyed my brother i'd be like well not now that you've made a weird well, the brother comes in and he like pops a squat. He's like sitting and talking. I was like, oh, I make yourself at home, I guess. Jeez. It's so weird. And I think that Polly kind of sees this as the awkward situation as, as, as it is. And is like, just take her now. And like, then it gets more awkward, I feel like, because he says that. So then he's like, why don't you just all go? Just everybody leave, which it just gets weird. And I feel like Vinny is too full of himself because he's like, acting like a big shot and it's yeah. not cool and then it obviously leads to this big i'm gonna call it a mistake he makes a, yeah. a mistake no absolutely because if i were nicole mm -hmm. I, I this would change my opinion of him and it would take some repair in a for heartbeat sure. for sure well you go ahead and say what he did because so he's making a joke like, okay, they left, they left. And then he grabs Nicole, who's on the floor by the hand and starts dragging her to a room. And it's like, okay, come on, Snooky, basically insinuating that now that nothing else is left, he'll fuck her. And she, rightfully so, I actually mm -hmm. love the way Nicole handles this. She immediately gets mad at him, immediately is like, no, get off, and removes herself and will not play around even when he's trying to and she won't yell. She's just like, literally get away from me. I want nothing to do with you right now. And he's trying to manhandle her, but she will yeah. not play into it. And that is the best response is to just be like, 
nope, we're done here. Goodbye. I'm so glad that she didn't entertain any, not only him actually giving her attention, him joking around, him trying to make amends. She entertained none of it. And I'm so happy because that was such a good example of not taking shit. Exactly. And the way he handled it was so baffling to me because she was clearly upset and literally just saying, like, I need to be away from you right now. And his response was to literally, like, pick her up, pin her against the wall. He's, like, humping her. The, he's, like, humping hum her, yeah. He's, like, dry humping her. Like, no, let's just do it. it like, he handled it exactly the wrong way. I it's couldn't horrible. have I could not have made it worse for him. It, it was perfectly wrong. Um, and then he was even saying in confessional, oh, she when she drinks, she always wants to sleep with me. And when I try, it's different. Are you really not that dense? <laughs> Let me explain it not to you, Vinny, from thing. 10 years ago. When Nicole tries to hook up with you, yes, she does it when she's drunk because she's she gets emotional, but it's because she likes you and she wants to make a connection. She has feelings for you. Maybe it only comes out when she's drunk because that's when she's confident or whatever. You are treating her like a last resort to get your rocks mm -hmm. off when you couldn't get somebody at the club. And the fact that you can't see the difference, I don't like that. It's disrespectful the way that he's going about it because it's like it's one thing to have a friends with benefits situation and to have rules or whatever and say like, hey, if neither of us end up with anybody at the end of the night, like if we both strike out, then let's go together. But that's not right. what Nicole's signing up for. She's specifically saying, I want you to say that you're going to start and end the night with me and yeah. you're not willing to do that. So like absolutely not and it, i don't like that he made it a joke i don't like that it was in front of all the roommates because it's very disrespectful and if yeah. i was snooky i would have been like and you're never seeing me naked again the end amen and you know what you know how he should have known well i guess he didn't really see this but this is how you know he went too far and he he really did wrong because even fucking mike the situation was in his confessional saying like that's disrespectful and you you did the wrong thing if Mike, yeah, the situation is telling you you're an asshole, you're a fucking asshole. Hate it. So that was not, not a good look for Vinny this episode. And I'm not talking about the earrings. I'm talking about his attitude. You know what it was? It was the combination of the spray tan and the earrings. He feels like a new person. Thinks like well, he, he is. He's acting, he's acting brand new. Brand fucking new. And then there's another, before we go off to another break, there's another Vinny moment that was kind of slightly annoying. A little bit less, but... Him and Sam get into a rap battle, mm -hmm. which was truthfully a little corny. Uh, and at first it started in good fun. But again, at the end, he takes it too far and starts right. calling her a shady bitch and bringing up the shit from the other day again. Like, what? what is? Stop it. Go to bed. Well, everybody's going to be fucking bringing up the shit from the other day because I don't know. No, so I'm starting like, to see. What is everybody's personal vendetta against Sam? I don't understand. I don't either. And it kind of came out of nowhere. But I'm starting to see why the episode is called Apple Still. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, well. we'll Alright, should it. we take that little break? We should. Okay. Welcome to Sapphic Survival Guide. My name is Cheyenne. I'm Gina. Class is now in how do you define queer style? How do you communicate that you don't want to you all at all? I does literally every <laughs> queer woman I meet hate Geminis. How do I deal with the most devastating breakup I've ever been through? Sapphic Survival Guide. We're happy to be queer to answer your questions. Um, hello. Oh, hello. Um, hello to you and we're back. We're back. It's the next day. Jenny, Mike, and Polly are going to work for their next day. 
Now, I have a question in this scene that transpires for you. Because we know that Mike is not like a star employee or anything. And obviously on the last day, who's going to give a fuck? But when he's like falling asleep and they can't find him, do you think that he was A, just over it, B, hungover, or C, this is the beginning of Mike taking drugs? I'm going to go out on a limb and say all of the above. I'm going to say all three. You know, part of the reason that I I actually do think this is part of when he started or uh, that I think this is a little bit when he started taking drugs is because when he is in his like pill phase, for lack of a better way to call it, he gets it's not paranoid isn't the right word, but it's like fixated. Mm -hmm. And we're going to see it in another season where he really fixates on like Snooki and he gets this, like, I need to air the truth out. And I think he starts right. doing this here with Sam. And it's it's a lot when he does this, it's a lot of putting his business where it doesn't need to be in like other people's drama that he's nothing to do with. And it's always like the truth will set you free, Snooky. And, you know, gotcha, oh, Sam, yeah. you sneaky bitch. And oh, and he has even said that a lot of that came from his drug usage. And he says that on the show, like when he apologizes to Snooky, mm -hmm. like, I had no business and whatever. And I sometimes wonder if part of that is like, if I create this drama, no one's going to call me out on drugs. I don't know. I think there's a lot of, a lot of layers to it, but in here, in this, the end of the, the episode, it kind of reiterates the Sam drama that was happening, which we'll get to. But when Mike's falling asleep here at work and then he's doing that, like instigation stuff, you know, yeah, I'm like, Oh, were you popping pills behind the scenes? Like, is this the start of your addiction? Because these things are things he's doing when he's in the height of his addiction and aren't mm -hmm. necessarily things like, yes, he was doing them before, but not like this. You are so right. And I didn't even think of that when I was watching it. But now that you pointed out, you are so right. Because I think timeline wise, this probably would have lined up with around the time it was starting to become a problem for him. He's got money now. He's got the fame. He's got yeah. the access. Well, in season four, which was shot like right after season three, it was a short turnaround. Season four was the first season where it was like, it becomes like a, a, a noticeable problem. So it would make sense if around this time towards the end of season three, the problem was starting. And you're right. Yeah. He's, he's always been the instigation since season one, but it took on a whole new energy around this time. And this really is sort of almost a prelude to the season four shit because a lot of the same behavior is his storyline next season. So you're totally right. Um, yeah, and in season five. Right, a lot of this. And then he he comes back clean for season six. Right. I didn't even think of that, but now that you said that, I really think that's exactly what's happening. I'm really um, tapped into Mike's uh, addictions and and, and uh, rehab story timeline, clearly. You really Yeah, I, I really was like, yeah, is this drugs? <clears throat> this might... is drugs. Isn't it drugs? It's drugs. And they do try to play it off as funny because I guess maybe people weren't aware of, or maybe it wasn't even that yet, but maybe he, they were covering for him. Who knows? Yeah. But he goes in the dressing room at the t-shirt store and passes out and Danny's running around the whole boardwalk looking for him. Meanwhile, he's in the store. Right. So they Which, just yeah, edited it's supposed to be funny, but I'm like, Hmm, what's happening? And then, uh, when he catches Mike sleeping, Mike just kind of leaves. And Danny's like, you're fired, which he's joking. But I thought that was like, Mike just left. Like, he just didn't give a fuck. 
I remember watching this and thinking like he probably actually is fired, but it was their last shift anyway. So it's not going to matter until like the next season that they're out the shore. Basically. I don't know. Stop me if I've already said this, but do you think Angelina watches these seasons and is like, how, why the fuck do they get to do whatever they want at work? And I, I We've literally got kicked off. we mentioned this and I do <laughs> think she gets pissed as fuck. Cause she got, but it's funny. She left the whole show because she refused to work. <laughs> now they just get to dick around, sleep, drink at work, do whatever they want. It's a different situation, but I could see her being irritated. You should have played nice in the beginning so you could slack off later. You don't slack off right away. Come no, on, literally. You know? They waited till they became famous and had leverage, and then they did whatever the fuck they wanted. Exactly. You have to wait. <laughs> you can't right off the bat. Exactly. Gosh. All right. So we go back to the house here. Sam has slept in her contacts by accident, which I don't have contacts, but I know is like no good. And so she no. wants to go to the doctor, which really That's- just is why Sam and Ron are out of the house when the rest of this drama happens. Do you wear contacts? No. And you know what? I literally like the idea of sleeping or losing contacts freaks me out. Like I get the, I get goosebumps thinking like, about it. I don't it even know what they are. It's like a like plastic physically, chemically, film. What are they? It's like a plastic film, but I've heard horror stories of people's contacts getting lost in like the back of their eyeball and it gets stuck and they have to like have an eye doctor go in and get it. And that like, Ugh. oh, gives me the heebie-jeebies. And I know it's not super common, but the idea of Sam sleeping in her context is actually freaking me out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's gross. I get why she has to, maybe just as a safety net, yeah. you know, go to the doctor just to get it checked out. But while they're out, Ronnie's <laughs> mom is drunk dialing the house. And when eventually he does, I mean, obviously he comes home eventually and talks to her and he's like, you can't be acting like this. But that's my first thought is like, whoa okay so like not trying to be mean but like well that's embarrassing like your mom is like drunk tiling your friends and like it's like oh that's a that it, it and i don't i don't think i don't want to stick up for ronnie because i hate him but it felt like oh that's a lot of icky family drama that really should not be on tv that's what it felt like to me right and they made it seem like she was calling all day like the phone was off the hook we only saw a yeah. little bit of it but they insinuated that she kept calling and i i tend to believe that because she just happened to call again right as Ron was walking in. So I, I believe that she wouldn't stop calling. And it was there was this kind of funny scene. It ended up not being funny, but there was a sort of funny scene where all the roommates kept trying to get her off the phone and nobody could. So they just kept passing it on to the next roommate. Like, mm-hmm. I think it was Dina who answered. So she passed it off to Jenny and then Jenny passed mm-hmm. it off to Mike. And then Mike had to he had to be the instigation. Well, you know what's annoying is Mike would have been the best person to do it because he can kind of talk to a wall about nothing and just talk people in circles, but he didn't need to air out any of their drama. And he's, he's in this phase of like, I'm not going to be the one starting drama and all the rest of this episode, all he does is start drama. So it would have been actually kind of hilarious if he had just been like, yeah, so what are you making for dinner? Tell me about you and just let her, you know, babble and then been like, yeah. hey, Ron, like, sorry to tell you, but your mom's been doing this. You should call her back. It only gets not fun because he is he is an instigator. Whether he wants to be or not, he is. Well, to put things into perspective, he gets on the phone and starts airing out Ron and Sam's drama to Ron's drunk mother on the phone. Yeah. And basically saying, like, he shouldn't be with her. Like, he's... She's wrong yeah. for him. I, I don't remember exactly what he was saying, but was he like, tells her the, the Arvin drama is what I'm going to call right. it about the texting stuff. And is like, yeah, I don't know. I've even been telling Ron who knows if you should be with this girl. What the fuck? What do you think was even his intention? Like, what was that? I can't even imagine. Drugs, hopefully. 
I guess so. I don't even know. Obviously, Sammy doesn't like that she's done this. And like Jenny even says the boys are brainwashing Ron. And the whole thing blows up again because because Mike told Ron's mom about it. Everyone starts talking about it again, it being the Arvin drama. And I don't really understand how it gets brought up again. Like, I, it seemed like we were past it. Ron and Sam had already had, like, a whole ass wine night and been totally well, exactly fine again. Happened. I'll tell you exactly what happened. Yeah, so it seemed like it was squashed, like they were ready to move on. And then Mike brought it up to uh, Ron's mom on the phone. And Jenny overheard him saying all that. And then as soon as Sam got back from the eye doctor, Jenny went to Sam and was like, Mike is airing out your dirty laundry to Ron's mom. Um, but then he so, starts airing out her dirty laundry more. Well, and that's when Ron starts kind of lecturing his mom, which I will say, I don't love the way he was talking to her because he was a little rough. He it was he had that Ronnie scary tone. However, I would be embarrassed if my mom was drunk dialing my roommates on TV. That would be pretty horrifying. Yeah. But as Ron is lecturing his mom about not calling the house, Sam goes up to Ron and is like, Mike's airing out our laundry to your fucking mom. We need to deal with him kind of thing. Yeah, but and I, think I feel it... like it doesn't get dealt with of like Mike, like it gets done. It right. gets bat, back ganged up on Sam, which is and what I think I don't she was get. taken aback by that. I think she expected everyone to be pissed at Mike for being an instigator and for everyone to kind of be on his side and try to get Ron against Sam. That was a really weird twist of fate. We talked about last week how we were surprised to see Polly behave this way because he's yeah, usually. All the guys are hyping it. And it, it's such a weird ironic scene because Ron is so deeply reactive and he's so aggressive and he gets angry. He, he's like a, got a short fuse and he gets mad so quickly. And this situation is the one situation in three seasons where he seems to be trying to at least figure out his feelings and he's trying to talk it out a little bit. Yeah. He's, he, this is the first time where he's been pissed where he didn't lash out immediately and get horribly aggressive. And the guys are like trying to get him riled up. The one the guys time are like, he's calm. Why, Ronnie? No, Hulk smash. We want to see yeah. Ronnie Hulk smash. I'm like, you guys are being yeah. the absolute worst friends, the worst like allies to these women. Y'all suck. I hate the guys in this episode. I actually, I hate Vinny in this whole episode. He's being a douche. Yeah. But Polly, I'm like, what? What? What is this? Do you stand by this? Do you stand by this behavior? Is this your man? What the fuck? Who knows? But at this point, though. There was some kind of, like, gray area with the other girls about, like, whose side they were on. But at this point, they're fully Team Sammy, and they're kind of aware of of what the guys are doing. Uh, Jenny's the one who says, Jenny's the one who says the guys are brainwashing Ron right now. So at this point, and this, I think this is the moment where Jenny is like, if I was broken up, I'd probably do the same thing. You did nothing wrong. Right. And I I don't get how Mike decides, even though Ron is not asking him to be involved at all. He's like, well, we can get Arvin on the phone right now. I I can get him on the phone. And there's even a part where he makes he's like, I'm going to pretend like I'm Arvin's best friend to get the answers we need. And I'm like, so you know that you're just a sneaky asshole, but you're calling Sammy the sneaky bitch. You're the sneaky bitch. He's a prissy sneaky bitch in this (laughs) scene. And I hate him. I'm like, Oh, it's like feels like I don't know. It feels so gross because I just don't. Maybe it's a little bit like a resentment because he mm. like kissed Sam first in season one. I don't know if that's <gasps> something. I forgot but about it, that. It's just like so. I don't get why he's so adamant to like expose Sam. Like what? 
You're right. No. This whole, I just, I don't know. Maybe there was some conversations that we're not seeing. Maybe something happened that we don't know about. But the behavior of all the guys is just so confusing to me. I don't know where it all came from. Like, I don't, I don't get it. Like, fuck out of me. Like, I guess what I mean is that in the past, they've sided with Ron, but they didn't tell him he was right. They just were Mm -hmm. like, oh, bro code, I have to be on the guy's side. It almost was like, we know he was in the wrong, but we still have to be on his side. This was a moment where they were like so hardcore, like, you should be pissed at her. Why are you not more pissed at her? It was yeah, just like, why are you fucking feeding the, the drama that they're then complaining about happening in their house? Hello, and they know how toxic he can be. Why are they feeding the beast? I don't. It's just it. I'm I'm partially annoyed, but partially just confused. I don't know where this came from. It like so is out of left field. It's bad behavior. There must be something we're not seeing. I don't know. I don't get some, it. Some story beat that they edited out or something because it just took me by surprise. And, uh, I don't know. It's weird because this episode sort of ends almost exactly the same as the last one did. Same drama, same feelings. Yeah. Same fight, so. same drama, everything. It's very weird. I don't like it. And the I'm last... so ready to move past it. And then we only have two episodes left. So, like, can we move past it soon? No, we're not going to move past it because this episode ends in a cliffhanger of them calling Arvin to be like, what happened? Or what's your relationship with Sam? Uh, oh, great. All- I can't wait to talk more about Arvin next week. Exactly. Um, do you think he's like happy to like be a character this season? <laughs> he got his little moment. <laughs> Was it worth no, it? No, I don't think he looks good. He looks just stupid no. and annoying. Like he doesn't come off. He, he, no, I don't think so. Well, the last little thing we see right before the episode ends is Arvin confirms we were we have hung out. I, I believe he confirms that they hung out while Sam was. Uh, gone for the weekend. No, he doesn't say they've seen each other since she's been like filming. He just says, like, oh, okay, we, we used to. Oh, okay, okay, okay. See, I wasn't clear on that. And he said, we've never had sex, but we've made out, is what he said. Right. So I think that the they're ends. just like flirty friends and yeah. they've blown it up way more than they needed to. It's just so clear to me. I don't know why everyone in the house is so confused. Like, she was, she just went through a rough breakup and reached out to an old friend for some. I don't know, third-party objective opinion. I don't know. It's it's really not all that confusing. And not that long ago, y'all were all like, hey, Ronnie, what about human code? But now you're like, oh, fuck Sam. Like, whatever. Fuck all of them in this episode. I hate it. Uh, the fame monster is getting to them. <laughs> all right, well, we'll do our little quote, which is Vinny being a douche, but it's the funny part of it <laughs> okay. instead of the actually bad part of it. It was when it was <laughs> funny want- before it got, yeah. Oh, let's right, see. exactly. Do you want to be Sam or Vinny? I'll be Vinny. Screw it. Okay. You start us. <clears throat> battle me, I'll battle. I'll battle you right now, bro. Alright, go, start. Yo, Sam, you got no plan. I'm the man, you're just a fan. Yo, Vin, you wish you could win, but you'll never ever beat somebody like me. Oh! Uh- that honestly she did eat that (laughs) that was pretty cool i mean it was a little corny but i was surprised she she held up she held her own it's funny it's good it was was good i've seen that on tiktok again recently which is just fun because me too i just thought people are loving sam right now on social media and i'm so here for it as a stan you know what's so weird is that she was not it's like she was never like considered like one of the 
icons of the show. You know, it was always kind of like Polly D and Snooky and a little bit Wow, and in this situation. And she was always kind of grouped in with Ron. Like she never was her own character. Yet, with that being said, she also simultaneously has such power. Like when she left and came back, like it was a whole thing on the original show. And then when she came back on Family Reunion, like literally from what I've seen, their ratings are higher this season. Like everyone's interested in it again. Like she holds this power. And I think that's kind of funny and like not what you'd expect. Good for fucking her. Good, Good for, for her. her. I'm Team Sam, and that's it. I stand by yeah. that. I stand by it too. I think that's a great note to end on. So, all right. We well, love Sam, it. and uh, um, goodbye. I'm goodbye. Um, hello. No, I'm goodbye. If you want more of the podcast, you can follow us on any social media at um hello pod. We also have a Patreon, patreon.com slash umhello. We've got a video feed there so you can see our beautiful faces while we recap Jersey Shore. And we've also got a little bit of behind the scenes bonus content for you. And you can find me anywhere online at The Libra including my website, thelibragina.com. And you can find me online on TikTok and Instagram at angel.iconic.music. Thanks for listening. Bye.